In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Usually, any uh, month has four Sundays. But if Sunday falls on the 29th or the 30th day of the month, then we have five Sundays in the month. So if the beginning of the month, uh, the first Sunday was the f on the first day of the month or the second day, then we'll have five uh, Sundays. For example, in November, um, in, in Baba, we have first eight, twenty second, uh, first eight, fifteen, twenty second, and twenty ninth. So, there is no readings for the fifth Sunday for each month. But the church considers the fifth Sunday is extra Sunday because, as I told you, regularly, usually there are four Sundays. So usually when it comes on the 30th, we read the Sunday of the Blessing the miracle of feeding the multitude and from five loaves and two fish. This is the right if the fifth Sunday comes on the 30th day, Yom Talatin. But if the fifth Sunday comes on the 29th, like this month, Baba, then we read the reading of the Annunciation the reading of the Annunciation. And also, we pray in the joyful tune. Why is that? As you know, the Annunciation happened on the 29th of Baramhat. We celebrate the Annunciation on the 29th of Baramhat. Then each month, after the 29th of Baramhat, we remember the Annunciation. So after one month, we said, now the baby is one month old. In the second month, we say two months old. In the third month, three months old, and, and so on. Until the 29th of Kiah, which is the completion of the ninth month, and the baby is delivered, that is the Feast of Nativity. Then after Kiyak, 29th of Tuba and 29th of Amshir, in these two months, there was no pregnancy, because the pregnancy ended on the 29th of Kiyak. That's why we don't pray with the joyful tune and we don't commemorate the Annunciation in Tuba and Amshir. Then after Amshir Baramhat, it is the Feast of Annunciation. So the focus on the Feast of Annunciation, because during the nine months of the pregnancy of St. Mary, each month on the 29th, we remember the Annunciation of Archangel uh, Gabriel to St. Mary. 
Also, sometimes we don't celebrate the Feast of Annunciation if 29th of Baramhat, which is April 7th, comes during the Holy Week. And that's another reason why each month on the 29th, the Church commemorates the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Saint Mary. But also since uh, the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ nativity was on the 29th of Kiak, and the resurrection historically was on 29th of Baramhat, we commemorate also the feast of nativity and the feast of resurrection, but the focus is on the feast of Annunciation. So we remember the feast of nativity and the feast of Resurrection, but the focus on the Feast of Resurrection, uh, sorry, Feast of Annunciation. That's why the readings of today about the Annunciation um, of Archangel Gabriel to Saint Mary. Annunciation means glad tidings, khabar mufra. That is the Annunciation means, glad tidings. So, Archangel Gabriel brought good news to Saint Mary, and Saint Mary is a representative of all humanity. So, these good news, these glad tidings, are intended for all human beings, not only for Saint Mary. And the name of the baby was given by Archangel Gabriel, Jesus. And Jesus means Savior. As Archangel Gabriel said, for he has saved his people because he will forgive their sins. And in the Pauline letter of today, St. Paul spoke about the righteousness that comes from believing in God, believing in Jesus. So, I like to explain to you today the concept of justification, the concept of the righteousness, to understand what, when we say righteousness comes through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we understand what does this mean. As you know, after the fall of Adam and Eve, every person is born until now. He is born with the original sin and is born with corrupted nature. He is a sinner. In order to be righteous, or to be justified before God, he has to get rid of these sins, and he has to get rid of the corrupt nature. In the Old Testament, God gave them the law, and he told them, do this and you shall live. 
keep the law and you shall live. So before Christ, the starting point for any person, I am a sinner. I am a sinner. And I have a list of commandments. If I do and I keep all these commandments, I will be righteous. But these commandments cannot give me justification from the original sin. And if I break any of these commandments, I am under the sentence of death. And there is nothing can be done to forgive the sin or to reverse the sentence of death. So, again, before Christ, I am a sinner from the moment of my birth, and I have a list of commandments called the law. If I keep the law, I will be justified, I will be righteous. But the law cannot save me from the original sin, there is no forgiveness means once I commit a sin, there is no forgiveness. Once I am under the sentence of death, I cannot reverse it. And the law cannot heal my corrupted nature. So, can any person be justified under the law, the answer is no. As you heard in the Pauline letter of today. Uh, St. Paul said in the Pauline letter, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. So the law failed to justify the people, to make them righteous. Then the Lord Jesus Christ came and he carried our sins in his body and he died on the cross on our behalf. And thus actually he can give us forgiveness to all our sins and also he can reverse the sentence of death. If you believe in him, then you will receive his righteousness as a gift, as a free gift. And his righteousness, the righteousness of Christ, 
came to us through certain channels. So Jesus came, he was born without the original sin because he is the son of God. As Archangel Gabriel said to Saint Mary, the Holy One is to be born of you is the son of God. He is the Holy One. So he was born without the original sin. He was born without corrupted nature. He fulfilled all the law, all the requirements of the law on our behalf. So when we become one with him, then in him we will be righteous. In him we are fulfilling all the requirement of the law because he fulfilled all the requirement of the law on our behalf. So in him will be righteous. So how this righteousness we received, I told you through certain channels. Again, the starting point, I am a sinner. In the new covenant, when I am born, I am a sinner. But in baptism, I die with Christ. If I died with Christ, then the sentence of death, I already fulfilled the sentence of death. I am dead now in the water of baptism. We are buried with him. Then I am born again, not of flesh, but of the spirit, born of water and spirit. And since I am born again, then in this new birth, I am born without the original sin and without the corrupted nature. Then I am born again righteous, justified. That's why we dress the children in white to symbolize the righteousness of Christ that we received in baptism when we participated in his death and in his burial and in his resurrection. So, in the new covenant, after baptism, the starting point is, I am righteous. I am already righteous. The righteousness of Christ became mine. So when St. Paul said, there is no righteousness without believing in Christ. Nobody can come and say, I know somebody who is not Christian, but he is a good person. Is he righteous? Definitely not. Because righteousness comes only through believing in Christ. He is the only one who fulfilled all the requirements of the law. And in him, I will be considered righteous. Then after baptism, I receive the power of the Holy Spirit, the grace of the Holy Spirit in chrismation, 
and I become temple of God and the Holy Spirit abiding in me. I will be sanctified. Sanctified means vessel of God, dedicated to God, consecrated to God. In baptism, all the charges against me are dropped. In chrismation, I became consecrated and dedicated to God, his own temple. In baptism, we receive justification. In chrismation, we receive sanctification. I become sanctified. Then, what happens if I sin after being baptized and uh, chrismated? The Lord, out of his love, he gave us sacrament of repentance and confession. And through this sacrament and through repentance, I can be forgiven and all my sins will be erased. Because the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, he died on behalf of all of us to forgive all sins to all people in all ages. So yes, after baptism, the starting point is I am righteous and I am sanctified and I have the commandments, I have the law to keep. The purpose here is not for my own justification, but to preserve the justification and the sanctification that I received as a free gift in baptism and in chrismation. Then, if I commit any sin through repentance and confession, I am forgiven. So, my white garments, when I commit any sin, they are spotted. The garments became spotted. But with repentance and confession, these spots are removed completely and I become spotless again. But the purpose of incarnation is not only to justify us and not only to sanctify us, but there is a third goal beyond justification and uh, sanctification. The third goal is what we call deification, to be one with God, to be united with Him. And we receive the pledge of this union with God in communion. He who eats my body and drinks my blood abide in me and I in him. We become one with him. One with him. 
And since we are one with him, then our destiny will be heaven. Eternal life will be ours. We will inherit the kingdom of God since we are one with the Son, the only begotten Son, and He is the heir of the kingdom. Since He is the heir of the kingdom, when we are one with Him, in Him, we will inherit the kingdom of God. So these are the channels through which actually we become one with God. Justification in baptism, sanctification in chrismation, forgiveness in repentance and confession, then deification or oneness become one union with God in communion as a pledge. But the real consummation of this union is in the second coming of Christ. So, these are the good news. These are the good news that Archangel Gabriel announced to Saint Mary. We were slaves of sin. Now we are free. We are not slaves to sin anymore. We were in the kingdom of Satan, kingdom of darkness. But we renounce Satan and his kingdom and who are transferred to the kingdom of Christ. We were guilty, now we are justified. We were afraid, but now we have boldness. We were ashamed, but now we have confidence. We were under the sentence of death, but now we have eternal life. We were in enmity, with God, with the other, with one's self. But now we are reconciled with God, with the other, and with myself. We were defiled, but now we are sanctified. We were separated with God, but now we are in union with God. What a great news that Archangel Gabriel brought to all humanity in the person of Saint Mary. And when Saint Mary accepted the Annunciation and said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of God, she accepted this on behalf of all of us. So whoever chose Saint Mary to be his mother and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, then he will receive all these blessings that Archangel Gabriel announced. Justification, sanctification, forgiveness, and deification, which is the union with God and the eternal life in the kingdom of God. We praise God and we glorify him for his love, for his compassion. We are unworthy, but he did this out of his love toward us. He became man to save us. Let us glorify him and praise him all our days of our life. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.